I eat plant-based myself, but I'm not a big fan of pushing anything on anybody. And so the goal with the cakes is just to show people like, hey, there is like a better way to eat desserts and, you know, just putting healthier ingredients in the cakes and getting them out to more people. Welcome to the Virginia Foodie Podcast, where we lift the lid on the craft food industry and tell the stories behind the good food, good people, and good brands that you know and love. If you've ever come across a yummy food brand and wondered, how did they do that? How did they turn that recipe into a successful business? Then we've got some stories for you. Hello, foodies. Welcome back. We took a bit of a break over the holiday season, and I've got to tell you that I'm very glad I extended myself a little grace when I planned to have this episode, number 11, drop late in January. Those first few weeks of 2021 were a bit crazy. Whether you were personally impacted by the events of January 6 or not, the energy, at least in my sphere, has been pretty frantic. So, I hope the new year has treated you and yours well. And thank you for being here listening to the show. There are other places you can spend your energy, so thanks for showing up. Here's some good news about January, though. It's National Baking Month. And among other foodie holidays, January 13 is Gluten-Free Day. And my guest today ticks both of those boxes. I first found Empower Plant Cakes through Instagram. And if you follow VA Foodie, you've probably seen us share their rainbow-striped desserts. Owner Paige Welsh has been making nutrient-dense cakes from nuts, seeds, and coconut for about two years. In our conversation today, Paige shares where she started, how she's been growing, and where she wants to take these not-just-for-vegans desserts. Paige, thank you so much for joining me today. I've seen you on Instagram for a while. I think your food is beautiful and I'm so excited to talk to you and learn some more about your business. But before we get started, can you tell everyone a little bit about you and your business? Yeah, so my name is Paige Welch. I was born and raised in Virginia Beach. I still live here now down at the oceanfront. I am 28 years old and then Empowered Plant Cakes has been in business for around two years now. Definitely feel I'm a creative person and I really enjoy working for myself and just the flexibility that comes along with it and Mm -hmm. like how you can work for yourself and kind of get what you want, like when you put stuff into it. So I enjoy that part of it. So say a little bit about your Empowered Plant Cakes. That's the thing I find so fascinating. Can you talk about the ingredients you use? Yeah, so we make cakes out of nuts, seeds, and coconut, and then we sweeten the cakes with ingredients like dates, maple syrup, agave, monk fruit. So there's no cane sugar used in any of the cakes, artificial colors. So we like to do colorful cakes, but instead of using like red food dye, blue food dye, we'll use ingredients like beets, spinach, blue green, spirulina, dragon fruit. So turmeric, it's pretty amazing all the colors you can get with nature. Another cool thing about the cakes is that none of them are baked. They are frozen to set. So we don't have any ovens, any heating mechanisms. We have blenders and then freezers. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we blend all the cakes in a blender. They are frozen to set overnight. And then we pull them out frozen and slice them that way. So is the texture kind of like a more traditional cheesecake? It's solid and smooth? 
Yeah. So they are all similar to like cheesecake consistencies or mousse like almost. None of them have the baked feel. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of them are more dense just depending on the flavors. Like if we use a higher amount of oats in the cakes, they'll be more dense. Where if we use less oats, they're more mousse like. They're really beautiful and they look fascinating. Before we get super deep into this, though, I've been asking everyone, how's it going? I mean, you're in Virginia Beach and you're a food business. So tourism has been down (laughs) and food has just had a crazy, crazy year. How has it gone for you? The beginning of COVID, well, I didn't know what to expect. So a good portion of our business is we sell wholesale to restaurants. And then the other portion is we do like custom cake orders in farmers markets, etc. So when COVID first hit, most restaurants were shutting down or kind of going down to their like skeleton menus. And that was when here we had to go down to like 10 people in the restaurant at a time. Mm-hmm. So we rent space from Leaping Lizard on Shore Drive. And then we sell there into other restaurants. And like, we didn't get any restaurant orders all of COVID. Like they just immediately stopped. I was kind of planning like, oh, I'll just take a week off and enjoy this and then it'll pass by in two weeks or something. And once I realized like, wow, this isn't going away, I was like, oh my God, I need to like figure out what I'm going to do because I don't want to lose my business because of COVID. So luckily at the time, one of the farmer's markets we were doing was starting like a drive-through farmer's market. And from there, we started coming up with the pre-order menu for each week. Oh, okay. So what I would do is I'd post a menu of what we're going to have. And then we'd take pre-orders to pick up at Leaping Lizard. They weren't open, but I was still able to rent the space. And so I'd have people come there and I'd walk their orders outside. And then we'd do drive-through orders through the farmer's market. And that got us by for a long time. We were able to pretty much maintain sales. It was just a lot more work for me. That's good news. That's really good news for you. So what farmer's market was it that you've been at? It was Old Beach Farmer's Market. Which is probably closed now for... Uh, That is a year-round market. So Lori, the market manager, she's pretty amazing. She was able to get that going. Mm -hmm. And then the market runs every Saturday, May through October. And then the rest of the season, it runs every third Saturday. So she was able to get the market going early. And in April, we started going every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, the market is still up and going. They're actually starting another one in Ghent. That'll be going starting this April or May, I think. Yeah, we've seen a lot of activity in the farmer's market. Like people, people did step up with alternate plans. And I'm so happy to hear you kind of kept it going. A lot of locals really came through and like they want to support you and help you to do well. Uh So I feel like the order quantity went up where sometimes people would only come and buy like one or two slices. They'd buy 10 slices and then stock them in their freezer. So that was really nice. It was nice to get the support, like people wanting you to do well. And they're like, I want to support you. What can I do? Blah, blah, blah. That's good. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. So you mentioned that you rent space in Leaping Lizard, which kind of surprised me because I know that your family has a business, the Green Cat. Do I have that right or am I remembering wrong? So I, for some reason, just assumed that you were an offshoot of that, but you're separate? Yeah. So Empowered Plant Cakes is a completely separate business. 
I think it is confusing for some people because I worked at the Green Cat for three years and I came up with the original menu when Green Cat was opening. And that's where I started making the raw vegan cakes. From there, I worked at Green Cat for several years, three years, and I loved every bit of it. Like I love working in the food industry and the hustle and bustle of that. But at the time, Wesley, my son was two when the Green Cat opened and you know, his dad isn't really in the picture. So the hours I was working, it was just, it was a lot of hours and I didn't really have like good work-life balance. Like my dad, I got really lucky. My dad retired right before the green cat opened. And so (laughs) he would help me like pick up Wesley from school, but Empower Plant Cakes is a separate business. And that's something I went out and started on my own just because I wanted to find a career that could align more with like what I want in life and give me more of the balance. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking, you're right, you started out inside a restaurant, but you moved on quickly to be your own entity. And then you kept providing cakes to the Green Cat as you grew? Yes. Basically, what happened is, I think it goes back to like, I've always been a big believer There's this girl, Megan, she now owns Crunchy Hydration, but she owned Crunchy Carrot at the time and which was another juice company. And that was somebody I had met through networking while I was at the Green Cat. Mm -hmm. And my dad grew up having a business. And then my mom has always kind of said the same thing. Like they taught me to not really look at things like competition and just like, it's more like community and trying to help one another. Right. And when I met Megan, I was like, hey, like we should have coffee sometime or try and get to know each other, just try and get to know other people doing similar things. Megan at the time had owned Crunchy Carrot and she found out I was starting a cake business and she reached out to me and she was like, hey, actually, Bill, who owns Sleeping Lizard, like there's extra space in the bakery. You should come talk to him and see if you can get into there. So it was just, I wasn't planned. It just kind of worked out that way. And then I actually, I followed through and I went and I talked to Bill and then I was just like, I don't think I'm ready for this. I'm going to start the business like a home-based business. Just, I wanted to keep my costs really low because the goal was like to start a business with not a lot of money. Like what can I do to get that going? So I ended up starting Empowered Plant Cakes and going through the bit, like through all the steps to start a home-based bakery. Mm -hmm. And within a few months of doing that, I was just like, this is terrible. Like I hate working house. I can't remember whether I called Megan or Bill, but I was just like, is is that still an option? <laughs> like, and luckily it was. <laughs> and that's been great to have them. Like Leaping Lizard has been around for, I think, 14 years now. It's a cute farm to table restaurant. And it's really nice because doing what I do, everything being vegan and gluten-free, like a lot of people who hear that are going to be turned off by those two types of subjects. So Leaping Lizard was a great intro because they have just a regular food menu with meat, eggs, dairy. And there I was able to go and like sample to all of their customers and kind of talk to a lot of people who wouldn't even typically try the cakes. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely grateful for that. That's like a great little built-in marketing strategy in there. 
Yeah. And Bill, like his main thing, when I was talking about coming in there and making, you know, starting empowered plant cakes there, he was like, Mm -hmm. I want somebody who's going to be very involved in their business. And like, I want you to go out and talk to the customers about your product. So that little push was definitely good. Well, now today you've been saying the word we a lot. So is it you and, or is it? It's just my business. I was able to, so right before COVID, I was kind of thinking about like hiring my first, I had had, you know, girls help me here and there with farmer's market, but like somebody to help me start making cakes and producing them. So right around that time, like is the universe just works in funny ways. I had this girl, Katie reach out to me and she's not from the area, but she had came and visited and she had tried empowered plant cakes. And she was like, I'm moving to the area and I'm looking for a job. And so I was like, maybe this is a sign. (laughs) So I interviewed her and I was like, do you mind me asking, like, are you applying for other jobs? Like what other places are you applying to? She was like, well, actually I have an interview at the green cat right after this. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's actually my mom. So (laughs) she interviewed with both me and then the green cat. And she was just able to pick which one worked better for her. Mm -hmm. And I'm super grateful she chose Empowered Plant Cakes. So she's been with me since April and she helps me make cakes four days a week. So, yeah. Wow. That's Kay, hiring a person in a pandemic. You go. That's a good one. She was supposed to start March 17th, which was right when COVID kind of hit this area. So I did hold her off for a little bit just because I didn't know what was going to happen. Or I was like, I don't even know if I can hire her at this point. After a month of just kind of figuring <laughs> out what we're doing, I was like, all right, let's get this going. So oh, good for you, though. That, that takes faith and courage. That's great. Good for you. So one of my questions was going to be about growth versus like your capacity. So... I mean, you said that the pandemic had kind of kept your income pretty steady from what was before, but how do you make these choices? Like, how do you add on a restaurant or how are you going to expand, you know, how do you make those choices about expanding your business? So right now I've been letting everything happen pretty organically. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a big believer in like the universe and I was like, oh, I need an employee and somebody reached out to me. So (laughs) now that I have Katie and things are getting a lot more like year two of being in business, things got a lot more stable. Like I had a schedule where year one, I felt like I was running around like with a my head cut off. Mm -hmm. This year, I've been able to be like, hey, Monday, I do this. And then Tuesday through Friday, we make cakes. And then Saturday, we at this market. So in between that and Katie, I've been able to free up my time a lot. So now going forward, we're actually working on a rebrand right now. So my sister recently just started her own graphic design business. Oh, good. So she just redid our logo. We are coming out with new labels for our flavors. We're going to narrow down the flavors that we do. So right now I would like take orders for custom flavors. We're going to narrow down those flavors to around six flavors and make those full time and keep them in stock. And we're in the process of redoing our website. And the goal of kind of narrowing down our flavors is that we want to be able to expand into different, more restaurants and stores. So in January, I am planning on like Thanksgiving and Christmas are very crazy holidays. Mm-hmm. So now that I have a little bit of downtime in January, I'm going to be dropping off samples at restaurants and trying to really expand what we're doing with Empowered Plant Cakes. So, yeah. 
No, that's great. Those are all really solid business decisions. Like narrow your line, go for the high hitters, watch how they do, rotate in seasonal flavors. Those are all like great things to do. And doing the other thing where getting to the point where you can work on the business instead of in the business. That's another like great first step on growth. So how exciting. That's all exciting. I'm, I've got my nerd hat on right now and I apologize for that. <laughs> you said your sister's a graphic designer. Did she help at all with your social media, photography or things like that? Who's doing all of that for you? I take all of the photos, but I have had... Like last year I hired Emily Benson and she came in and we did one photo shoot and I was able to use those photos over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then my sister has came in and helped me do random photos this year. Like we set up a little Christmas type theme and did my holiday flavors. Otherwise, for the most part, it's just me sitting there with my iPhone. So. Wow. So you do all your posting yourself too? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of hats to wear actually. But good for you on knowing that you need help and getting help. And you think about what you're doing. What's the end game for Empowered Plant Cakes? My end goal for Empowered Plant Cakes is to make it a much larger company. I think there's a real need for these type of desserts Mm -hmm. where, you know, being gluten-free or having a vegan option is such a big thing now. And it's hard for some restaurants to take on. So I really would love to just expand the line and get into, you know, more restaurants and then basically prepackage cake slices into like places like Whole Foods or grocery stores. Okay. So, so retail too, that was going to be my next question is institutional, which is restaurants and then retail is being on the shelf for consumers. Just curious, your product is frozen. So have you tested like shipping and how that goes yet or we have shipped out cakes in the past the thing that i've had issues with is that the cakes weigh a lot and then they need to be shipped on dry ice so it's just really expensive right now so i have a way to ship the cakes i just don't have a cheap way to ship the cakes yet so. <laughs> yeah yeah so you'll need things like distribution partners who can keep a refrigerated cold chain to get from you to wherever they're being delivered. And then having a refrigerated distribution system is something that that you'll need as you expand to retail. And as far as like expensive shipping, direct to consumer is probably going to work best on a smaller scale, I bet. Things like Gold Belly or just directly from your website. And I, for sure, dry ice is going to be super expensive because of of shipping the vaccinations around this year. So that's going to have that weird side impact on the food industry. That was another thing when coronavirus first hit, we get stuff delivered in, but a lot of stuff we actually buy from Costco, like they have really good bulk organic coconut oil, peanut butter and things like that. And during the (laughs) pandemic, a lot of places kind of restricted how much you could buy at one time. So it's like, oh my God, we're going to have to get this delivered in and it's going to be three times the price. (laughs) So we did see a little bit of that in the beginning, but luckily that's all kind of evened out now. I ordered a few cakes off Gold Belly to kind of see how they're shipping and packaging (laughs) and stuff like that. A little market research. (laughs) Yeah, my son and my boyfriend were definitely very happy at home to just have cakes shipped in. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, here's a question that I didn't ask you at the beginning, and I don't want to make an assumption, but are you vegan? And is your whole family vegan? Yeah. So I have been vegan now for seven years and my son, Wesley, is also vegan. Mm -hmm. The rest of my family is not. My sister is vegetarian. A lot of people would assume my mom is, but she's actually not. The green cat being vegan was a really big deal to me. And then her whole thing was it being gluten-free. And so that's kind of where the combination of the two came in. Right. With Wesley, my son, I didn't want to push being vegan on him only because I was like a total rebel. And when you told me not to do something, I really wanted to do it. <laughs> so with him, what I did is... Like I had to talk with him when he was old enough to kind of like figure out what was going on, like when he was around two, two and a half. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, hey, buddy, like at home, like, you know, mom cooks vegan and I eat vegan and this is how we're going to eat when we're at home. But like if you go over Lala and Pop-Up's house or you go out to eat and like you want to try something like you can do that. And so for a year, he tried cheese and chicken nuggets and random stuff like that. And actually by the time he was three and a half, like he chose to go vegan and he's pretty hardcore about it. Oh my it goodness. was funny him going to like birthday parties in kindergarten and stuff like that. He'd be like, mom, is the cake vegan? And I was like, no, bud, but like, <laughs> if you want to eat it, you are welcome to. And he's like, no, I'm good. Like, so I think him making the choice about it and kind of knowing what he's doing makes a big difference for him. Cause it gets him excited about food. Like he loves to eat vegetables and salad. And my dad is always into gardening. So like he gardens a lot with Wesley, like they'll grow kale in the backyards or sweet potatoes. So he's always had kind of a love for food. He's a total foodie himself. Well, I do have to say that you're pretty smart about your cakes being sort of a, I want to say like a crossover food, you know, yeah. because there is a much bigger consciousness in like the source of our food and what we're eating and getting balance and things like that. And your cakes are beautiful and they are so interesting looking that you like, Oh, maybe I do want to want to taste that, you know? So I think that you're going to have a much broader appeal than just strictly vegan diets. I eat plant-based myself, but I'm not a big fan of pushing anything on anybody. Mm -hmm. And so the goal with the cakes is just to show people like, hey, there is like a better way to eat desserts and, you know, just putting healthier ingredients in the cakes and getting them out to more people. I always ask this question and sometimes I start with, was there something in your childhood that led you to being in the food industry? But what I really want to know is where do you find your inspiration just in general. I mean, if there is something in childhood that like inspired you to work with food, I would love to hear that. Just, I just want to know what inspires you to create these cakes. But I actually didn't know how to cook anything up until I was like 18 <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even a little bit after that. Like I never experimented around with food. I actually, I used to sell art and in high school, like I would just draw and paint all the time. Mm -hmm. And I started a t-shirt company when I was 16. And I just always kind of liked to be creative. When my mom had kind of been like wanting to open the green cat or some type of store up for a long time. And she had recently gotten into juicing and me being pregnant at the time, kind of unexpectedly, it became like a big deal what I was putting into my body because like, I'm, you know, have another human inside of me now. I don't want to just be eating like straight crap. <laughs> and 
So kind of combining the two of those, like I really like to be creative and then just learning how to, you know, like what you put in your body makes a big difference. And when I eat things, I like to pay attention to how I feel afterwards. And I think that's a big inspiration for the cakes. So I'd say it's a little bit of like my art background and then just wanting to make things that, you know, the intention you put into your food makes a big difference, I think. Well, it certainly has turned out to be something wonderful to watch happen, actually. So I think you're onto something there, truthfully. Before we close, can you share how listeners can find you and see these beautiful cakes and maybe go to your website and order something? Wink, wink. Yeah, so we are on Facebook and Instagram, and both of the handles are at Empowered Plant Cakes. And then our website is www.empoweredplantcakes.com. And so you can reach out to us via there, or we have our phone number as well. So, yeah. We'll have those links in our show notes too, so people can find them easily. But, Paige, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And if you want to learn more about how to grow your own food brand, then click on Grow My Brand at vafoodie.com. If you're a lover of local food, then be sure to follow us. We're at vafoodie on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join the conversation and tell us about your adventures with good food, good people, and good brands. Good brands.